Hello listeners, welcome to another episode on Rising Above Shadows of Abuse, Raza, with your host, Grace Hopper. Today's episode centers around world news and abuse. Violent and abusive partner dragged woman into building, tied her to a chair and hacked at her with a hatchet. Reported by Dave Como for My London News. David Richards has been jailed over the terrifying attack on his former girlfriend. He tried to kill his ex-partner by dragging her into a building, tying her to a chair and hacking her with a hatchet. He's 42 years old with no fixed abode. He was found guilty of attempted murder on November the 15th, 2022, following a trial at Chelmsford Crown Court. He was jailed on Thursday, January the 12th, 2023, for 27 years. Richard attacked his ex-partner, Alex Allam, outside her home late on April the 3rd, 2022. He then subjected her to a terrifying ordeal, dragging her into another building on the property. She was able to free herself, run back to the house, lock herself inside and call for help. Richard continued to try to force his way into the property before fleeing in his car. He was traced by Essex police officers and staff a short time later, but failed to stop for them. Instead, driving at speeds of more than 90 miles per hour in a bid to get away. Officers managed to bring him to a stop near Ipswich, where he was arrested. Alex received life-changing physical injuries and is still in the process of healing from the psychological trauma he inflicted. At the same court on Thursday, he was jailed after deemed a dangerous offender. He will serve at least two-thirds before he is eligible for parole. Alex and her family will be sister through this traumatic experience. News by Rafi Maro Bernardi. A woman was told to run and don't look back after her partner of 12 years turns hot water off and puts their pet cards out in snow for hours. The woman had had floods of kind messages on mom's net after she detailed coercive and controlling behavior from her partner of 12 years, including torturing their cards. She said she was unsure whether to leave him but detailed some of the abuse he had suffered. She explained he turned the heating and hot water off to get back at her one day. He said he was paying for it and he didn't want to pay that day. He knew I needed the shower before going out. Mom and siblings visited for two weeks at Christmas and I haven't seen them for four years. He made the whole time hell, telling me I was neglecting him. However, he did not want to take part in any of our plans, his choice. He also made it very difficult with the shared car. He demanded it when he knew I had plans. I gave him the car when asked, no problem with me, and it then sat outside the pub for a whole day. So he didn't actually need it, just wanted to be difficult. She added that he decided to be brutal with her after a stranger vandalized their shared car. She said, our car was keyed on 23rd December when I was visiting elderly grandparents. Admittedly, the area isn't the best, but this could have happened anywhere. He also cancelled the car insurance 
and asked for the payment to be removed from our joint account. Although this was meant to be a joint financial commitment, I cannot afford this on my own, which he knows. To top it all, he almost killed a cat and poured food on her when she was ill. One day, we fell out and he put them outside in snow for hours and I didn't know until I returned home later. I was ill with the flu recently and he refused to let me sleep one night. Blared the TV so loud we had a noise complaint from the neighbor. He put crisps in my hair until I eventually had to sleep in another room. What are your thoughts on this particular piece? Kindly leave a comment. The Telegraph, 16th of January 2023, by Martin Evans, crime editor. A Metropolitan Police officer has been revealed as one of Britain's worst rapists. And protection specialist David Carrick committed more than 80 sex offences over 18 years, as force admits it missed chances to sack him. He is a servant metropolitan police officer and is believed to be one of Britain's most prolific rapists, spanning almost 20 years. Carrick, 48, committed dozens of depraved attacks on at least 13 women in Hertfordshire and London between 2003 and 2020, despite being employed as an armed officer responsible for protecting parliament, government offices and other high-profile locations. He used his position as a police officer to gain the trust of his victims, sometimes flashing his warrant card and telling them they will be safe with him. But afterwards, he would attack them and say they would never be believed because he was a police officer and it would be his word against theirs. Scotland Yard bosses have apologised to victims after admitting missing numerous opportunities to prevent his offending and failing to act on repeated complaints about his behaviour. It can now be revealed that Carrick came to the attention of Metropolitan Police and other forces on nine occasions for a range of offences, including domestic abuse, burglary, harassment and assault. Three months before he was eventually charged, he was arrested on suspicion of rape, but at no point was he ever suspended by the force. Assistant Commissioner Barbara Gray said, On behalf of the Metropolitan Police, I want to apologize to the women who have suffered at the hands of David Carrick. We should have spotted his pattern of abusive behavior, and because we didn't, we missed opportunities to remove him from the organization. We are truly sorry that being able to continue to use his role as a police officer may have prolonged the sufferings of his victims. Ms. Gray stopped short of admitting that the Metropolitan Police bore some responsibility for David Carrick being able to carry out his reign of abuse. Last month, during an appearance at the Old Bailey, Carrick admitted 43 separate charges but pleaded not guilty to a further seven. He had been due to stand trial in February, but during a hearing at Southwark Crown Court, changed his plea and admitted the outstanding charges. In total, he has now pleaded guilty to 47 rapes, 9 sexual assaults, 3 counts of coercive control, 2 of false imprisonment and a string of other offences. Some of his attacks took place within relationships, while others were against women he met socially or on internet dating sites.
Detective Chief Inspector Ian Moore of the Bedfordshire, Cambridgeshire and Hertfordshire Major Crime Unit, who was the senior investigating officer in the case, said the number of offences Carrick had admitted demonstrated his prolific and callous nature. He said, while he was not a man that stalked the streets scouting for victims, he invested time in developing relationships with women to sustain his appetite for degradation and control. Shilpa Shah of the Crown Persecution Service said he controlled their daily routines, what they ate, where they slept. He would say they were fat so they were not allowed to eat that day or that they could only eat a piece of apple. He would tell them to stay in bed all day because they were going to be having sex all night. He thrived on humiliating his victims. Carrick was arrested on July 13, 2021, and Scotland Yard was also informed that one of its officers was being questioned on suspicion of a serious sex offence. The victim later withdrew the complaint, and no further action was taken by the head for sheriff force. It is believed when officers are reported for sexual misconduct, they often evade disciplinary action and remain in their jobs. The police are failing to look at patterns of behaviour, meaning report perpetrators slip through the net or can get away with a slap on the wrist. It is imperative that forces do not sit by and wait for victims or witnesses to report. They must take proactive steps to prevent police officers abusing their positions for sexual purposes, which is shockingly the largest form of corruption in UK policing. B. Dave Carrick boasted to some of his victims that his nickname among his colleagues in the armed policing was Bastard Dave suggesting his reputation at work was questionable. Born in Salisbury into a military family, he never married but had dozens of short-term girlfriends, according to neighbours in the smart street in Stevenage, where he lived. A resident said, he's just a womanizer, but I don't know much else about him. He used to say hello every now and then. The women were all different, short, tall, there was no one type and around his age. I'm not being funny, but he's a policeman. It's disgusting. I couldn't have thought that of him. He did used to big up that he worked for the Met and worked on big jobs. He used to come past with his rucksack and talk about his day. I've been at London Bridge Attack. The Independent News Reported by Thomas Kingsley, 17th of January 2023 Metropolitan Chief can't promise women reporting sexual offence will not meet officer accused of wrongdoing. The head of the Metropolitan Police has admitted he cannot guarantee that women reporting sexual offences will not encounter an officer accused of wrongdoing. Sam McRowley was asked if he could promise that a woman visiting a police station to report a sexual offence would not meet a police officer whose past behavior was now under review or who was tolerating similar behavior in their department. I can't. I'm not going to make a promise that I can't stick to. He told Good Morning Britain, I'm going to put in place rootless systems to squeeze out those who shouldn't be with us. Most of our officers are fantastic. The people who specialized in this area are great and they have the skills. But do I have some officers who shouldn't be in the Met that I've got to identify and get rid of? Yes, I do. And I'm completely frank about that. 
A review was packed by serial rapist David Carrick, who was able to remain in Britain's largest force for 20 years, despite being investigated for at least nine incidents, including calls to domestic incidents at his home. Carrick on Monday admitted committing 49 charges, totaling 71 sexual offences with 24 rapes against 12 women between 2003 and 2020, all committed during his career in the Metropolitan Police. Now 48, he started his campaign of abuse before joining up with Scotland Yard investigating him in 2000 for allegedly harassing and burgling a former partner, but then letting him join the force a year later. Despite coming to the attention of police again in 2002, 2004, 2009, 2017, 2017, 2021. Their courage in coming forward is truly admirable, but we've let London down. He's been a police officer for 20 years. Through a combination of weak policies and weak decisions, over those 20 years, we missed opportunities when he joined and subsequently as behavior came to the fore that we should have removed him from policing. Whether it should have affected him being a sex offender, I don't know, but he shouldn't have been doing it as a police officer. The review covers allegations of domestic abuse or sexual offences within the past 10 years where a metropolitan police officer or member of staff was involved and the investigation has finished. It had identified 1,633 cases involving 1,071 officers and staff, meaning that some individuals have been subject to several past allegations. The force has more than 43,000 officers and staff in total. The force says several officers and staff identified in the review are already subject to risk management measures, which will be checked, and any new information emerging from the review will cause a reconsideration of their status. Anna Burley, a councillor who co-founded the Reclaim, this streets group after Sarah Everard's murder, asked how women could trust the Metropolitan Police when it had promised to do better following Hakili. She told the Independent, how do we trust an institution if thousands of decades old allegations are only just being dealt with properly now? It's right, this review is happening, but it's enraging that women have been gaslit by the police for so long. We are tired of being told misogyny is being dealt with when every fresh horror that emerges from the Met shows us they categorically are not. Claire Waxman, the London Victims Commissioner, said she was very concerned by the figures and urged the first to take swift and robust action. If you've been affected by this story, kindly leave a comment. Thank you. LBC News by Anna Holland. A mother of three has been spared jail after grooming a 15-year-old boy into a sexual relationship while supplying him with alcohol and cannabis. Nicole Lyons, 28, 
from Ramsgate, Kent, United Kingdom, invited the 15-year-old boy to her home before supplying him with alcohol and cannabis. At the time, the teen believed he had hit the jackpot and was in love with the 28-year-old, but after reporting lies to the police, he revealed he felt he was exploited. Kent police were aware of the situation, but were unable to find evidence that Lyne was exploiting the boy before he alerted the police himself. At Canterbury Crown Court, Lyne's admitted to two counts of sexual activity with a child, three counts of possessing indecent images of a child, and supply and possession of a Class B drug. The indecent images were of the boy she groomed. The mom was handed two years in prison on Friday, but the sentence was suspended for two years. Prosecutor Jarrell Patel described how the boy became emotionally unstable over the course of his volatile relationship with Lyons, claiming he became suicidal or at least expressed suicidal thoughts and thoughts of self-harm. Judge Rupert Lowy branded Lyons' actions serious sexual offences but was convinced Lyons believed she was in a loving relationship with the boy explaining how the boy's mother was aware of the relationship. But the court heard that, in retrospect, the teen suffered significant upset and stress as a result of that ill-advised relationship. He blames you, and rightly so, because you were an adult, Judge Lowell added. The court were made aware that Lyons grew up in care after a tumultuous childhood and later suffered serious medical and mental health complications. Lyons was ordered to complete 60 probation days and 10 years of notification requirements. What do you think about this? Leave your comments. The Guardian newspaper by Yvonne Roberts, Sunday 15th January 2023. You had better be careful in your bed tonight. Shock rising women killed by their sons. Violence by children against parents and grandparents in Britain's hidden abuse, often misunderstood or ignored until too late. Pioneering research aims to bring it into the open. Jane, 51, had six children. They range from a seven-year-old who is autistic to the two elders, a girl of 14 and a boy of 19. Five years ago, the 19-year-old began to be extremely verbally and physically aggressive towards his mother. Periodically, he punches me. He has stole money from me. He grabbed me round the neck. He held a knife to me and said, I'd like to end you. He calls me scum. None of it is normal in a family. Over the past year, the 14-year-old has begun copying his half-brother. After the mother threatened to inform the police when she started engaging in potentially criminal behavior. She said she doesn't trust me anymore. The girl refuses to have counseling or see social workers. While Jane, who is on antidepressants, feels so threatened that she retreats to her bedroom. The UN says estimated 45,000 women and girls are killed by their family members in 2021. Jane says she used to have rules and regulations in the house. Now it's chaos. As a parent, I don't want to have my children arrested. Social services don't want to hear or see anything about child to parent violence. It's taboo. I'm told it's my fault. But what if I end up in hospital or dead? My children have to live with that for the rest of their lives. Child to parent and grandparent violence is a gendered crime 
Victims are more likely to be female and the perpetrators male. Some research have been concluded on violence and abuse inflicted mainly by sons aged under 18. But assaults, coercive control and killings by older children is an area that is scandalously under-investigated. The red flags that one risk is escalating are too often disregarded by police, social workers and GPs. In case of matricide, the son's medical note said no female member of staff should be alone with him because he was known to be dangerous to women. Nobody questioned whether he should be living at home with his mother. Support is so minimal, one professional describes it as a lolly stick moving an iceberg. Femicide census statistics shared exclusively with the Observer, which is campaigning to end femicide in 2020. The figure for matricide is 15%, 14 killings of mothers and five of grandmothers in a single year with 28 cases in which the relationship is not yet known. In 2019, 18-year-old Rowan Thompson stabbed his mother, Joan Thompson, 118 times. He later died in a mental health facility. Last year, Dale Morgan, 43, was jailed for life after striking his mother, Judith Reard, 68, 14 times with a hammer. A note written by Reard said, huge lies that his car, work had been furloughed, stealing money, stealing medication, drug addiction, opiates. In February 2022, Donovan Miller, 31, pleaded guilty to manslaughter on grounds of diminished responsibility after killing his own grandmother, Phyllis Nelson, 76, using extreme violence. What are your thoughts about this piece? Leave a comment. Thank you. I'm your host, Grace Hopper, for Rising Above Shadows of Abuse, Raza. See you on our next episode. Thank you and bye for now. If you've got any questions or inquiries, you can get in touch rising above shadows of abuse at gmail.com or our social media platforms rising above shadows of abuse, Twitter, rising above abuse.